we're stuck in Dorothy Ann's book. What'll happen to us if we can't get out? Guess we'll be food for the bookworms. <laughs> Carlos! like actually just as we're starting this looky looky who we have here i'm here you're here who, uh, who is this who are who's here this exhausted fellow is uh <laughs> carl garnish back on the podcast sir welcome back thank you thank you triumphant return i'm, I'm excited to hear what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about everything and anything cool i was just fixing my mic there and uh <laughs> excited to try the starbucks coffee that the two gentlemen got me i was like chew into the mic because i'm eating the snack as my dinner um, very professional setup we got here. Yes, yeah, obviously very professional. Okay, so we're going to just go right into it. So there's a couple news stories that popped up over the last little while that hopefully will spark a little bit of a discussion here. So one thing that I, I think is kind of cool but has had mixed reviews, I think, over the last couple days or so is that Thor is going to be Hulk Hogan in a biopic. So Chris Hemsworth is now cast as Hulk Hogan in a biopic that is basically going to show his rise to being Hulk Hogan, I guess, is what it is. Um, so we're probably just slightly young to have the very first rise of what Hogan was. Carl definitely is young. You know what, brother? You don't know me that well. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's all I got. Anyways, I... <laughs> anyways, Carl, anyways. Hulk Hogan, the guy that brought down Gawker? Basically, yes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, not that version of Hulk Hogan, but the early days, I guess. Um, I think it's I think it's good because he's funny. Like Chris Hemsworth is funny. It's so a I, good choice, I think. Man, I think he's it's a good choice. Buff and yeah, he's I mean, tall he's not. He's blonde. not. What more could you want? I mean, I can know. you get closer to <laughs> yeah. Hulk Hogan? Like, yeah, in genetics, I don't. I don't know exactly. Right? <laughs> he's just gotta shave his head bald, and he's there. He's just gonna grow the stash. He's a lot better looking bars. than Hulk Hogan. That's the yeah, that's for sure. That's true. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about it is that um, I just pulled up an article here and stuff too. Is that uh, WWF or WWE now is not a part of this? So I mean, I guess his likeness isn't owned by them or anything like that. Because he is who he is. So they're not going to show, like, WrestleMania? They so that's, that's that the kind of thing. Stuff? So, like, as much as it's his rise to popularity, it's like, so what are you showing then? Is it just his day-to-day -day life before he wrestles? It's going to be completely focused on the Gawker scandal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that, but that's his fault, not his rise. <laughs> my, my fear is it's, uh, it's, I mean, now, I don't mean this to step on anyone's toes if they enjoy the fighter. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, a Mark Wahlberg kind of thing, I'm, I'm imagining it as, like, him preparing to go to wrestling, you know, him working on becoming a wrestler, like looking more at like his roots. I feel like it, 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 you'd want it to give you what you know him for, but I have a feeling they're going to kind of, based on if you guys are already saying you're not even sure of the legal ramifications of like, will these organizations even let this kind of like, you know, happen? Oh, I can just see it being one of those mix. like, you know, lights flashing, the screaming, you know, like the studio uh, atmosphere is not owned mm -hmm. by them. But they got to be careful, right? You can't use any, like, iconic music. They'd have to, like, yeah. you know, play it from a different angle where they can still have, like, the wrestling scene. But I guess... But can they have the wrestling scene, though? That's well, the thing. Well, it's I was like going to say, like, the degree. walk onto stage and it fades to black every 10 minutes of the movie. Like, for me, <laughs> like, I, like, I'm not a wrestling fan like Dave. I just barely know anything wrestling. 
And so when I talk about Hulk Hogan and things that like seeped into like the mainstream culture, because yeah. I don't pay attention to wrestling, yeah. the big thing is the Andre the Giant slam. When he slammed yes. on Giant at WrestleMania. Exactly. So they're not going to show that, is what you're saying. WrestleMania right? I believe it was. So yeah. they're not going to show that? Like, how can you do a Hulk Hogan show and, and not, movie and not show that? I don't right? know. That's kind of strange. I don't know. I mean, is like, Andre the Giant in this? Can we confirm if Andre the Giant <laughs> is in this movie? Who was, no, who's we can't Andre the Giant? <laughs> we can't confirm anything right now. So anyways, I just think it's kind of fun. Um, to me, it just, it, it like you guys said, it's It is it's fun. A, it is back in my day kind of tied up and... Yeah, I think it's an interesting think, director um, Todd it, Phillips coming off the Joker movie. He's gonna do this, right? Yeah, Joker movie. Oh. And what was uh, what did he do before he did that? The hangover was, movies. Uh, oh yeah, Hangover. Yeah, yeah, he did Hangover and stuff. So maybe that's gonna be good directors. So yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt. I think. I mean, yeah. If you if you look at the Hangover, I mean, in my opinion, like even even if you like that kind of humor or not, the movie was still like extremely raw in the way it was presented. Like especially any scene when they're in the hotel room. I mean, it's bizarre, but I don't think you don't not believe it if that makes sense like you kind of are just kind of like I buy into that yeah I can be crazy enough like that and they, and they seem genuine and I wonder if he had an influence on how they acted out those scenes too on the direction they took because it did seem for the most part pretty like coherent that yeah. they were good friends you know kind of like fed up when they didn't you know Z- you know Zach Galifianakis' character kind of you know mixing things up but you know uh, yeah, maybe he's gonna have a good say in this maybe he'll maybe he'll have some good direction here yeah, yeah. no I, th- I think um, I think if they have I don't know I don't know do you think I think if they have fun with it Maybe it'll be better rather than just taking it straight face. I feel like if he's a he's a good director and he's made a couple of hit movies that maybe this is something that he really wants to do. And when a director really yeah. has something that's passionate about and everything it makes a big difference. He yeah. sees a story there and he maybe doesn't need the WWF and yeah. there you go. I was gonna right. say I don't I don't know him as well as maybe you guys do. Is he a researcher kind of guy? Because you know you Phillips? know he, Yeah, is he because are we I, I mean the hangover, how much research do you need? Well, he's more known well, for like raunchy comedies, really. Well, so yeah. maybe maybe he's good maybe Hulk wants to laugh, you know, maybe Hogan's looking for a little <laughs> little humor. Rather than uh, you know something that's going to make you tear up uh, through emotions, more yeah. more yeah, gut busting yeah, laughter. Well, it's going to be more of a comedy. I if you say. take Thor Ragnarok as an example, or or, or anything like that, like he can be funny, even uh, even oh, Avengers. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, he's so he, great, he has yeah. good comedic timing. He's been on SNL a few times. He's you know gone on late show talks and stuff, and he's always a funny guy. So. If it's something a little bit, the problem with him is that you know? any movies that he does outside of the Marvel universe are like tank, right? That's the that's the knock against him. But he is a good actor. I like him. I mean, the knock like that's I'm not like, knocking him. I'm just saying he's I'm, got I'm, the, observation. He's got the reverse Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's got effect the where Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> had his fun danced around the puddles and then they locked him in as Tony Stark and now it's. It's the reverse. They're like, whoa, 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 Thor. Exactly. Yeah. And think about how you guys even said it. You, David, you even started off by saying Thor is going to be Hulk Hogan. See, you've already typecasted yeah, the guy. Poor that's Hemsworth. True. It's my fault. I, I, like, I love the guy. I love Thor. I love him as Thor. And I want him to get his next thing. He's going to be in the next Men in Black movie, too. And I hope that takes yes, off. That he needs so good. Like, yes. I just recently watched uh, Men in Black 2. Uh, I, I mean, you know, they're part of my childhood. I was obviously a, lot, a little bit younger than you guys. So, like, All about the for first me, one. you know, I, I, I liked both. I did like both. I mean, they just the second one has a special place in my heart. But now that you bring it up, just like Ghostbusters, like we talked about in our last episode, I'm really hoping you know we can keep some of this nostalgia going and keep it strong and not take it in the wrong direction. And he was in the new Ghostbusters, and he was in that. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, actually, he was probably well. one of the better parts. Like, was, why do you have those glasses? Yeah. There's, there's no lens in them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was great. Um, all right, so this is a bit of a funny story. It's going back a couple weeks now. I think at this point, by the time this episode comes out, but there was an original. Super Mario Brothers game cartridge that sold for over a hundred thousand oh dollars because it was originally sealed, seal not broken, any of that stuff that 
that just, it was basically as mint condition as you could possibly get. Wasn't open at all? Wasn't open in any way whatsoever. Um, had this funny seal at the top and everything. So this is an original NES Mario Brothers, you know, sold at auction for over $100,000 and by far breaks a record for any kind of video game piece that was marketed or, or so I got released. one question for you here. Do I it. obviously can't, uh, I'm trying to like look at what I can while we talk about this. Just based on the cartridge though, uh, for anyone obviously listening, uh, it's not in Japanese. So this is not an original Japanese Super Mario Brothers. No, this, this is, is for the for the US NES. Yeah, okay. As far as we can tell, because it's all written in English and everything, so. A question that I don't know, you know, if maybe it, it has an answer, but maybe people listening, if, if there's any comments or feedback they can give. Um, but I've always been curious, uh, when we look at, like, Japanese versus North American games in mint condition, uh, like, we're, we're talking about $100,000 here for this Super Mario Brothers game. What if it was, like, you know, a Japanese variant, uh, you know, one of their classic hits that was unsealed? I mean, I, I guess it depends on if... I mean, it was sold in the U.S., so I'm assuming. Only Americans are dumb enough to spend $100,000 on a well, video game. I mean, <laughs> if I had $100,000, I wouldn't shy away from it, but I don't. So <laughs> um, the reason why I bring it up, too, is because not only is this kind of cool, but I sort of wrote in the notes, um, is that is there anything that you guys had as a kid that you feel has value to it? that you still have or you thought that at the time. Yeah, I saw you write that, and I thought about this hard. Yeah, See, I right. tried to think about it. Like, I don't know, would it be a game? Would it be a movie? Yeah. Would it be a, what? like, maybe I mean, it's not I worth $100,000. I think it could be all. You guys I mean, are not that valuable. Like, you, no, 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 I'm not saying that it would be. I mean, maybe you bought it for 50 and it's worth 80 That's still more value. You know what I mean? Like, just anything minimal that you thought, even at the time, that you can remember, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this because yes. it's going to be worth that's the this. key let's just admit we probably have nothing worth value but let's just go and think about when we we're kids we'll, we'll have to see we'll have to we'll see. see let's see you guys go first I have okay, mike's, mike's got notes i got notes so, so he's way ahead of us girl like <laughs> i'm just thinking when i was a kid what did i like buy or have that i thought you know every, every kid has a stream like oh this will be worth money someday so the first thing i come to mind was came to my mind was hockey cards right we all collect hockey cards so i, I had this like Bobby Orr, like, rookie card that my dad's friend, like, passed down to me when I was a kid. I was like, oh, this is the best card ever. And I got old, and I realized it was, like, a 2000 and, or, like, a 1995, like, reprint or something, yeah. right? It's worth, like, nothing. It's, like, yeah. 50 cents on eBay. But you got it when you were, And you know, I had it in a hard case. Old, yeah, so. and I had it yeah. in a hard case. I had a Hasek rookie card from the Blackhawks. And the other thing was the Pokemon cards, which were, like, a craze when we were young. Like, getting a holographic Charizard, and you thought you were yeah. going to be rich when you were older, Because, Carl, right? I don't know if you know this. But when the Pokey Dude cards came out, it was like fresh stuff. Like when hot me cakes. And, when yeah. me and Mike were in what grade seven? Six, no, it's like six or five, five six, yeah. something like that for us. Yeah, so my, my I, I know you had. A, you have a, my generation was Yu Gi Oh. You yeah. guys were Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards started to kind of like they were big. Like when I was a child, they were they were pretty prominent. But the thing was, if you had asked me when I was a child how much I knew about Pokemon cards, like properly playing the game, yeah. I, I, di I didn't. I didn't really have any friends that specifically were, sit down, let me show you how to use these, like, you know, elemental cards to power up your oh, moves. Let, and Oh, no, no, no one no. played the game. No one played Trust it, me. man. People just no, collected no, no. the cards. I knew people who did, but I was no never one, one of the lucky people no. who did. I did yeah. know, obviously, how to play Yu-Gi-Oh!, but I, I kind of always envied those people. I would see them yeah. play like a, like a real game. You know, have you little know things underneath their Pokemon cards, yeah. like telling me they stacked up enough water power or whatever. I don't to even use, think like, I knew how to play the game, and I had, the, I had like a binder, two binders full. Well, you look at it now... And it's a, a simpler version of magic, right? 
That's that's sure. what they are. It's that, and, that, and that's a whole other topic. I I, I mean, watched Magic the Gathering like gameplays. You know, the Hearthstone game yeah. came out, and I've been trying to understand these games. And I've watched like these people talk about you know blue uh, decks, black decks, red decks, or you know all these different terminologies and how you can like yeah see. I've always wished I could have gotten into the card, Same. you know, magic a little bit more. Like, Same. Not I mean, just magic, cool. like the magic of card games like that. I mean, yeah. I never was one to really like, I mean, I played blackjack or stuff with like my friends, you know, the jokey way, but I've always wanted to get into one of those more complicated like realms. Yeah, and I had the Pokemon cards too. Like mm-hmm. I was, oh, I got a shiny, I don't know, I think Blastoise was the thing or Snorlax was always the thing. You know, for us it was the original 150 or whatever, but I, I think the only thing that popped... I don't, honestly, I don't even but know. Do you think you have one that's worth any money? Because I know I have like a holographic like Machamp. I, I know do I don't have them anymore. anymore. Oh. Yeah, you'd have to check how much that's worth. I know. Yeah. I remember. It's funny you mentioned Machamp. That just kind of sparked some nostalgia. I remember a guy was flaunting, uh, probably Machamp. I think it was a Machamp or a Machop. I don't think it was a Machoke because I, I can still see the skin color kind of more right. gray. Um, but it was definitely like in a different package, and it was really really shiny. I'm not sure if it was a holographic or just you know one of those sparkly it, ones. Like. But he would show it off at school all the time. Ah, see, it was the Charizard. Was the, if you had the holographic Charizard, oh, yeah, you were Charizard, cool. like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I never had it, but... Yeah. Okay, so so Pokemon cards, that was the thing. Next yeah. thing is, uh, if you guys did you guys collect comic books? I didn't really. Comic books weren't a thing because I, I don't know what it is. I think because where I grew up, like, there was no way... There, there was nowhere to buy them. Yeah, so growing up in the 90s, like, there was no, comic books... There was no comic book bubble bookstore. ...was when we were growing up, right? And it was all the holographic covers, and I owned the... Number one, Todd McFarlane Spider-Man. Variant I so many yeah. of these holographic covers, and we thought they'd be worth million and not worth anything. But they also printed 20 million of them. And I that. also got a hand down from my dad's friends. Of I guess he didn't have any sons, but he gave yeah. me all of his comic books, and I used to go through his old wow. Ben Superman books. And Nice. There's no way any of them are worth anything, but... Yeah, that, <laughs> but at the time. <laughs> when you said worth something, I said, oh, maybe deep down in those maybe. bins, I should really check them out. There could be a Superman comic worth yeah. something. You never know. You never know. You never know. Uh, Pogs. Do you guys have Pogs? Yeah, Pogs I had a lot of. Oh, man, I... <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I can't ever say I've only one more. <laughs> no, you never no. had them. You so they came and went while we were, well, me and Mike Holy were kids, crap. and then they That's just hilarious. like they just disappeared by the time you got, you came around. Some of them are still worth I'm, money. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 played with one. I've held one. It's just <laughs> never. I've held a, circu- I've never, a circular piece of cardboard before. If, if you if you asked me if you asked me why I should keep this in my hand, I would have no answer for yeah. you. <laughs> Uh, well, there was, I mean, because of where we're based in Toronto and stuff and in Canada and all that, they had hockey ones. They're basically hockey cards, but they were circle. Yeah, and they could have anything on them, really. They, I mean, they had the stats on the back, just like a hockey card. But what's the difference? It's a circle, duh. And again, just like with the Pokemon cards, for me, anyway, not a lot of people played Pogs. No, it was just it was- the fact that you collected them. It's like a pet rock thing. It's like someone out there <laughs> tricked everyone to buying these stupid little circular cardboard things and made millions of dollars and dipped. They, they, it's not even a chia pet. A it's stuff. a pet rock. <laughs> they did it with a lot of things, though. Like, yeah. you guys remember those oh, uh, yeah. tech decks? Those, like, skateboarding? Like the, the Oh, yeah. Uh, I had those, too. My, mm-hmm. my cousin was a huge skateboarder, right? So he had the fire guy, he had the water guy, and, like, you know, they had their funny innuendos, but, like, you know, you put your guy on the magnetized skateboard, you see how far you could go, and we Oh, man, we had it where we, we just played it with just our fingers. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Never yeah. mind with the characters. We did the, woo, we did kickflip. Did you really? I don't, I know. I couldn't do it on but a real were those, skateboard. Were those, like, collectible? Like, you thought, oh, the, the, get the rare ones you, and stuff? Yeah. You wanted to, cl- like, when you would go to the, you know, toy store, and you'd see, like, a new character. You'd be like, okay, let's get yeah. the lineup, you know? Yeah. It was just one of those collection crazes, you know? That's what it was. Like, there was always these collection crazes that came and went. 
Yes. Throughout the 90s, early yeah. 2000s. All right. Like, nowadays, it's I, I speaking think of slowing that, down. Yeah. I got another one. Yeah. Mike's got the list. So. Beanie Babies. Yes. Beanie Did Babies. Did your family fall for thing. that one? Yeah. yeah. I got a lot of Beanie Babies. Yeah, my, my family fell for that. Too. I had a yeah. lot of what do they call those furry guys at Furbies. A lot of furries. Oh, you had the furbies. No, we avoided the furbies. Uh, my my cousin had a furby. Uh, I know that. Uh, she, it was a little bit after our time for that age, but really? my younger cousin, who's probably your age, Carl, or maybe like a couple years older or something, similar, closer to age with you. But she a huge furby fan. She she was a furbaholic or fanatic. Yeah, Fur- fanatic. Sure, let's cool. do that. <laughs> the, cool. the, the most hilarious thing with Beanie Babies when I when I think back of it, I just shake my head and laugh because. There was the whole thing that people would tell you, like, if the tag gets ruined, it's not going to be worth any money. And oh, people yeah. would literally buy those, like, hard case, heart-shaped plastic cases, around and they put them those. around the tags, I had thinking, like, they would yeah. preserve the integrity of the TY tag. Like, thinking about it, it's so ridiculous. And now that, that went from Beanie Babies to Fitteds. Now men who wear their fitted caps like, have, like, plastic I, things really? around, like, the tags. Sometimes, it, yeah, I mean. Come on. No. <laughs> I don't know if it's meant to be a joke, but I mean, the, I hope so. You can't. Yeah. You, you don't want to break that sticker. As, as I, that's as far as I remember. You don't oh want to break the sticker God. on the hat. From Beanie Babies to fitted hats. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, you know what? At least the fitted hats can be practical. So, like, you, you want to put a Beanie Baby on my your head parents, in the winter? <laughs> my parents have bins of Beanie Babies, and like, we there's used to. no way they're worth anything, right? They, like, no, no. And like the Beanie Baby thing, the funny thing about it, it was it was a legit bubble, like. Yeah, like finance people talk about how it was like a legit bubble, like it was like a craze, and like yeah, you guys are the, it, are the it I mean, collapsed. Mike's a finance guy. Carl's a finance. I mean, like you know, don't give me any credit for finance. No, no, no. You're you're don't even you're a business. Let's say you're a business guy. Don't let's even give ahead. me credit. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I don't even know if I can take credit for anything business related. But you would probably understand it more than I would. <laughs> but, you, but like the word like saying it's a bubble, people don't know it. That's no, no, it. of course, no, no, people know what that means. Right? It's, it, it it is what it is. It's, it's, it's pure scary, speculation yeah. and that crash. Right, that's the hilarious. You part know what happened to mine? Like people generation. lost money. Like people, people lost invested money in being babies and lost tons of money. That's but the good places that you would want to go is like McDonald's and stuff, right? Because you know one thing is you get a Beanie Baby made at a store. But see, McDonald's got me when I was a kid because my craze of Beanie Baby related stuff was Neopets. Remember Neopets? I oh, do geez. remember Neopets. Get, it was online, got, there right? There was a special, they, they would make, yes, it was that game where like you take care of like a, a random animal of imagination, right? Jub Jub was a furry, and I'm sure some people out there are like, oh yeah, it was like a little chicken looking thing. Big eyes, big round furry ball, just had feet. But the thing was, it was, you know, I would argue it was up there with like the Pikachus of, of the brand. You know, a lot of people did like Jub Jub. The thing was, it was weird. You go to McDonald's and they would have like different colors and variations. And the thing about Neopets was, that's actually what the game was about. You could paint your Neopets in like rare colors. So like a, like a holographic, like a Beanie Baby, you know, you want to protect these things. You ha- people actually started trading them. I remember when I was a child, I got a dragon. I, it, the they, physical version they were trading. Yeah, well, these were Happy okay. Meal toys, basically. They were Happy Meal toys, okay. and I got a green Scorpio once. And I now, and I still have it. I have to find it. I have a blue Jub Jub. It was a big trade. It was like, it was like you think about like athletes. Girls, girls, Scorpio for a blue Jub Jub. <laughs> I remember I was, at, I was out at recess. I was out at recess, and so the guy I, and I we shook hands, we we exchanged, and I went home with a different that. Neopet than the one I had bought at the. McDonald's near my house uh, when I was uh, there on Sunday that <laughs> I day did, playing in the playpen. I did like go on that website with my wife and play the mini games a little bit. So I do know what Neopets. I remember oh, back there's a million of Neopets games, games yeah, out there. Games. I, I don't remember the physical version of it. I do remember the online version of it though. Yeah, I, yeah, no physical version. Okay, so let's. And the last thing I have on my list here it would be 
these like these technically could be worth money, but I definitely opened all of mine. We're action figures. We all had action figures, right? Yeah. And I look online now. I was like, I was just because you wrote this down, and I Googled online the most expensive action figures, and there's literally one that's worth like thousands of dollars now that I had when I was a kid. No, but I opened it obviously, right? You have to have it unopened and perfect. Yeah, it was that Wolverine sure. one where the claws retract. Uh, oh, he's like yellow, and I, wow. I remember I broke his arm off. Even I probably still have it, but. Yeah, you get something for them, maybe. I don't know. I think the only way they're worth money is if you didn't open them and you get them graded. And yeah, the box like has no uh, has no uh, phrase on it. You know what I mean? It's all like, those like old Star Wars. It's ones like forty year old virgin, basically. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't. I think is I. Yeah, I don't know that I had really. Any, I think the only thing I have of value, or I thought that I have I had a value, was Beanie Baby stuff because well, I definitely had those, now. and they're not worth anything now, and. I don't know. I mean, it still works. So maybe my Super Nintendo is still worth something, but it's not. I sold it's, one. Like, it's probably just not. Ago. Yeah. You know, how dare you? You sold it. Something. Best system ever. How we dare did. you? Hot take. Um, <laughs> just download it on your computer now. Ooh. Well, I mean, I have the even hotter take. <laughs> <laughs> Hottest. Well, Hottest. I did that fifteen years ago. <laughs> Very spicy, Mike. Spicy take. Yeah. <laughs> um, Carl, so you're you're a few years younger than than me and Mike and stuff. Is there anything aside from the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff? You mentioned the Neopets. Is there? Oh, anything I got that, I got two for you. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Go. So uh, actually, Mike uh, kind of just reminded me. Uh, my grandfather, um, unfortunately, uh, one of my grandfathers has passed away. I don't want to get too caught up in making this as a sad cast, but uh, he was <laughs> a huge, us, yeah. he was Should a I, huge collector of knickknacks. Like he was big on knickknacks. He uh, he had like uh, you know a lot of toy soldiers, uh, cavalry. You know he he was a big railroad uh, model kind of guy. He liked to build a lot of those like the, you know. the so, train sets and stuff. Yeah. yeah so cool. on top of building a lot of train sets and or you know like maybe you know creating like little like landscapes. Uh, you know he had a bit of an, uh, like I would say an affinity for collecting you know old military like toys from like the 1930s that his grandfather gave him. So my great grandfather in a sense has now distilled toys from like the early 1900s that have That's come into awesome. my family. So I'd have to do some research, but uh, we have a lot of them packaged away. They, they're you know they're lead paint, like they're very heavy. Like some of them are made yeah. of Real antiques roadshow. You're right, <laughs> and then and then of course my my one of sentimental value. Maybe that'll me, be an, an offshoot of one of our episodes. We'll take Carl yeah. to the antique roadshow. <laughs> just do a live live cast, yeah. just yeah. right there, and ask the <laughs> ask the guy what they think. My, but I'll say this, and you guys are gonna laugh at me because you know it's gonna come back to what I've always talked about. <laughs> but Bethesda did give me one gift uh, when I bought Oblivion. I got the collector's edition, which comes with the map and a book that you can kind of look over the races and everything. But what it comes with. Uh, and I'm not sure how rare it is, unfortunately. So if anyone's li- listening and they're laughing at me right now, just bear with me. But I have a septum. They gave me a full-blown, like, metal septum. Uh, you know, it has the old imperial signa on it. talks about the emperor. And, and you know, give me give me two decades, you know, if I'm smart yeah, hold enough. Hold on that thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be worth something. So but my, when you're talking about septum your... Septum uh, coin? Yeah, like like in a physical version of it. It's about the, the size of, like, you know, my palm. It's pretty big. I'm stalling because I'm trying oh, yeah, to see I'll what it's worth say, on eBay. Uh, Carl talking about his grandpa. Like my dad is like also a bit of a hoarder, and he has like all this stuff from my grandpa and stuff. Too. I've never gone through, but maybe there's something there. And those like old timey war, like trading that, cards. Well, that stuff is on a whole like other level, like, right? And who I think knows that, what's in the furnace room of my house? But yeah, but that stuff, le- yeah. that stuff legitimately should be worth something, right? I mean, like yeah. that's that's more than. A stuffed animal that had happened to have a couple plastic beads right. in it that had a it's only as worth as much as someone's it. willing to pay for it, right? So, I was gonna say it's valuable to somebody, yeah. but how how much are they willing to pay for it, right? Like, well, the the thing is with that historical stuff, especially if it has a legitimate history to it, if it's any kind of war related item, especially is like that should be worth something because it's meaningful. 
A Beanie Baby is not meaningful. Yeah, but <laughs> and they also created millions of them. Only worth some. Like I hate to school you on like economics, but something's only worth something if two things are true. It's in demand and it's scarce, right? So. Oh d- yeah, yeah, exactly. Did yeah. Mike supply just go with supply and demand on us right now? <laughs> Mike yeah. just, Mike just busted yeah, supply sorry. and demand us right here. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, there's this thing they call Freakonomics that uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you're. I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, like that's why this this uh, Super Mario cartridge went for so much is because you're not going to find that almost anywhere. I mean, right. it's it, it. The reason why it sold for so much is because it's the first one that ever came across their wire or quote unquote wire, whatever they want to call it, that had that kind of condition. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So you now uh, something that you just kind of brought to my you know my mind. Uh, maybe you guys know the name of it. It was an NES game. It was a YouTube channel I watched. They were talking about it. It was a. Um, oh, here comes Carl's YouTube and Nintendo. No, no, no. We're not going back. YouTube, back no, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> it's not. I think it was actually Atari. Perhaps uh, I don't want to say Nintendo right off the bat. Uh, probably someone listening is going, "Oh, they're like yelling at me right now." Once they've actually heard this episode, episode, and they're like, "Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about." There was an elemental. Game. It was an Atari cartridge. It came in four versions, like Earth Quest, Water Quest, Fire Quest, or something. And the thing was, there was like a competition. If you could solve all the the puzzles, you could get like certain things. And there was like a sword, a crown, and some. I believe the CEO may have actually like acquired it all at the end before like the competition or contest went out of like uh, circulation. But I mean, you can only imagine how much that might actually be worth. You know, if you, I, I even think the YouTube channel I was watching, they had mentioned something about like it was probably worth like thousands of dollars wow. had someone actually won it. Uh, but I think maybe even one of the contestants kept one of the, like, a goblet or something they gave out, but uh, I'd have to do more research on it, unfortunately. Yeah, that's cool. That's well, cool. there's a Sword Quest. Sword Quest Earthworld for Atari. So anyways, that's yeah, it. Like, that's it? Wow, look yeah, at that. That's I'd like, be surprised if I talk about pixels worth money, but maybe you guys hit jackpot. Like, I don't, I, I still don't, I, I just can't think it's of got, anything. Like, it's got to be, like, unopened in good condition, yeah. unless it's really Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, Carl just a, pointed out what this, like, the sword is. Yeah, look at that. Wow, it's like a legit sword. Show, show Mike, yeah, yeah. Show oh Mike. They, this was actually the quest a, for the a, a real gift. life treasures of Atari's this is, sword. This is quest. one of the things you could actually win. It was an actual, real, like, full blown sword. Awesome. Yeah, like, like the kids or I'm like, not sure if it even had like actual gems in it. It might have. It's uh, that's crazy. You look at the, you know, we're talking about Atari for yeah. a second yeah. here. Like it's the graphics were, but it, it it was one of those things again where something I would have lacked, obviously, growing up in that generation was the stamina and the patience mm-hmm. for the limitations of a video game. On top of the requirements, you know, video games back in the day, whether you think they were, you know, simplistic or kind of choppy looking, they required a high level of intelligence and strategy that Mm -hmm. uh, obviously we've been helped with as we look at uh, newer games nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like Mega Man, like we always talk about Mega Man. Oh, right? Mega Man is just I can't, I, st- I just can't just, do it. I can't, I can't believe do I played it. that when I was a kid. Like I know, <laughs> I can't do it now. Ooh, yeah. I mean, maybe our reflexes are worse, but I still can't do it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so let's take a look at back at some of the stuff that came out around this time of year, eighties, nineties, early two thousands. Um, you know, 2010 when Carl was born. Looking back like segment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have a minute for me to go uh, have my warm milk and change my diaper? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We'll take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Let me go get my pacifier too. I'll, I want to take a nap after that. <laughs> okay, so... He gets cranky if he doesn't get his nap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so back in my day at the late february we're going to start around here um a couple things came out on february 21st that are pretty big well i mean this is again we were talking about how things were released in japan over north america and stuff Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. uh 
Legend of Zelda, which was the official very first Zelda game, wow. was released in 86, in 1986. So uh, as far as we can tell, it's very similar to what was released here when it was out for NES In Japan it was released, right? Yeah, in Japan. This is the Japan release. I right? love the credits on that game. It's like six people. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing what a few guys could like pull off. Few and imagine if those six guys didn't make that game, gaming would be totally different, yeah, right? Oh absolutely. my god. Credit to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's um again, like like you were saying with uh with like the Sword Quest games, the Atari games, NES games, they're they're simple in a way, but they're just they're on a whole other level. But for the time, co- I'm sure it wasn't simple. It was but revolutionary well, and it was yeah. different. And Yeah, like it's not, it's actually not simple. Right. It just looks simple on the surface mm-hmm. and then you dig deep into it and you actually play it for a few hours even. That's all it takes. Now, have you like, played that original game? Uh, I've played the NES one probably not all the way through, yeah. but I've, I've had more experience with the SNES stuff than I have with right. any of the... I'm not even sure if I've played that I, NES I've watched yeah. the playthrough. It's, uh, you know, it's it's your average Zelda graphics. Honestly, you look at uh, how it evolved, even to the more like Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. versions and the DS versions, it's not that different. It's still that bird's eye view kind of thing. And, you know, the monsters are pretty well like designed. And again, you meet Ganon and it's it's it's... You know, again, the only thing that kind of falls into the NES kind of category is, you know, you might need a book to kind of find out where the pieces are and where the next dungeons are. But uh, it's a fun kind of way of doing level progression. It kind of reminds me of a bit of Crash Bandicoot. You kind of hop around this, like, Hyrule, you know, quote-unquote, and you fight a few monsters, you find a different temple that maybe you didn't know about, maybe you break a tree branch, and next thing you know, a little cave opens up and you get a different version of your sword. Sure. Uh, And the game punished you. I don't know if you guys know this, but there was, like, these uh, pancake-looking things. Uh, You had a big shield. And you actually started with a small shield, and I watched the these guys on YouTube. Uh, they got so frustrated, you can't get caught by this pancake-looking thing. Uh, of course, someone out there is yelling at me, I'm sorry, I'm not good with the lore of Zelda. Pancakes but are my pancakes kryptonite are as well. well. Yes. But it steals your, <laughs> it steals your shield. <laughs> Waffles for you. <laughs> yeah, but it steals your shield, and these wizards have a really powerful attack, and the game teaches you if you are not responsible or careful with your equipment you will not be able to progress as easily and or possibly uh, you'll be blocked from progressing. It puts you back, you, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's so subtle. Mm-hmm. How you you have to start changing your strategy. Can I get close to certain monsters? Do I have to, you actually have to start studying. And because, I mean, if you think about it, that's such a very prominent variable that this thing, like, steals your, you know, you almost become, and I think even in that one moment, whether the other monsters are maybe just strong and they hurt you or they have a ranged attack, you now aren't sure. Right. You know, you now, now you're second guessing yourself when one monster does something out of the ordinary that you weren't expecting and you were just thinking, I could just run through this game and be mindless. It's amazing. Right. Oh, the first Zelda game even taught you you have to be disciplined and and, and think. Well, I, that's the thing. It's just, again, it looks so simple. It's amazing the they surface, had this idea. Right? These six guys had this idea and of Hyrule and Link and Ganon. And the idea itself is so fundamental. And it's like they were only limited by the technology. Yeah. So the fact that they can release a game with the same fundamentals every couple of years, right? And yeah. as the technology gets better, they can just redo the sort of the fundamental game. Well, and that's why there's so it's many amazing. Zeldas. And each one is, okay, I mean technically in the same world, but they're all kind of... I mean, maybe this is me being a little naive to what the Zelda games are, but they're all their own story. Like, every... Link, you always, you're always Link, you're always... You're always, always Link, but Ganon, you're always a different right? version of Link, even though it may look somewhat the same. Like, it's always a different version yeah. of a similar story. Not similar, but, you know, in some ways, it's a shared universe by... It's almost like they're they're different... Uh, dimensions. I was going to say, I, right? I think I think they push magic to the limits that magic was always meant to kind of, you know, insinuate is what really is a limit on magic. And the thing is, if you look at the kind of games that we're talking about here, right, one of his games is Hat Talks to Him. 
one of his yeah, games yeah. his boat talks to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In one of his games, the he's masks. constantly fighting time while wearing different masks. Yeah. You know, Good and one. it's you it's think an about excuse it. to get away with all that stuff, and it yeah. works. Yeah. And and it's it just it goes to show you that they were very specific about Hyrule is not defined by any set conditions mm. aside from a respect for magic and and respecting the triforce it's yeah. it's it's a very like you guys are saying very simplistic and very fundamental rule there's one thing you don't break and ganon can't beat is you cannot beat the power of the triforce you can't beat the power of unity and love like it just it goes to show you again how uh, it's it's poetic it's poetic <laughs> carl you're so i poetic. didn't write that that's all Zelda. no you're not <laughs> wrong. you're not wrong though right and on a completely different Spin, I just saw this one. Carl, did you play this game at all? Do you know anything about these games? I feel like let me tell you something right about this game. In, okay. Which one? For is what, it? Yeah, why don't you Wait. tell the podcast? No, let's let's get Carl to explain this and Mike's gonna try and figure okay. out what he's talking about. Fun. So this is a late nineties uh N sixty four title. N sixty four title. Okay. Explain it without saying what it is, and then Mike's gonna guess what it is. Because I know for sure Mike played this or at least has experience with it. Well, let's just say I believe Far Cry, hint hint. Uh Got got some inspiration from this game. I was not allowed to play this game. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with prehistoric connotations, but uh, no, the amount of gore and uh, violence uh, was something that me, obviously being a lot a bit, bit younger than you guys, uh, my parents would know in no way unless I snuck it at my friend's place and they had a 64. Would I be able to play this game? What do you really? think it is? Turok. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the prehistoric. Telepathic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you say prehistoric N64 game. Pretty yeah, much we were only that. 10 years old. We were only 10 years old. This is this is early March 97. Me and Mike yeah. were 10 years old. But that was the sort of game that like... But it was, was very violent for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like... It it's because, based on a comic book, eh? Was it really? Yeah. Ooh. See, yeah, for me, my... Right. my uh, the game that you know, was kind of our like, oh, oh, you you have that, you want to play that. Uh, <laughs> it was not Turok, it was Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there Grand was Theft nothing Auto 3 like that, was yeah. big for us. Did you like, I didn't, I like, Turok, I know, I didn't think it was like good though back in the day. Did you? Was it a game you played a lot? I don't know. Um, I, I didn't have it, but when I went to my buddy's place who did have it, yeah. who did, ha- did have it. Um, it had weird controls, didn't it? Well, I mean, that's when you, all those games, though. Yeah, yeah honestly, honestly, you play yeah. you play Goldeneye now. Yeah, go, like like uh, like sixty four games. I don't know what it, I think it was again. You know, on top of testing graphics, it was how can we make this game more maybe ergonomically comfortable? The mm. problem is, uh, there are ways Weird that we all learn, yeah. and if you change like specifically even David hitting on the head with my favorite example, Goldeneye. Like that game would have been. It's it's a great game. Don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of fans out there of this game, and I I love the game. Yeah, don't be talking bad about Goldeneye. But it's like you know what I mean. <laughs> not around, not around, not around any of you guys. <laughs> just you know no I mean? odd job. Yeah, no odd job. Yeah. Odd jobs not allowed. <laughs> yeah, it's just you, you. You, I, I, I mean, I'm one of those people. I just wish the controls were maybe, uh, you know, a little bit different. But again, uh, you know, it, it it helps you bring back. You know, people get so creative, right? Modders and stuff. You know, you get yeah, you get Goldeneye on the computer, yeah. and they can use a mouse and keyboard, and the game is. But at the time, night and day. like it was the shooter. Like no one, no, no other, like. Dual stick shooters in Quetzal Halo, and, right? and so, that's why yeah, you respect no, it yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the thing. But it, again, so I know going back now, it probably feels terrible. But it, it I don't. Really, I never it got really back does. since. It, it's it really different. Does. I think it's a challenge. I'm just gonna let it live in my memory and not go back and ruin it for myself. Yeah, so. I know, right? That's the thing. Yeah.